0: This episode is brought to you by Wingnut Social, a digital marketing agency for interior design pros. To find out more information, head on over to wingnutsocial.com.
1: Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice.
0: Hey there, and welcome to Design by Wing Social. I am your host, interior decorator Darla Powell. And today's guest, Ariel Sheffer of DreamPro, is going to tell us all about creating an online course, a digital course, so you can get all of your intellectual property out there for into the right hands, how to do it, how to market it, some common mistakes that are made while creating a digital course, how to price it, Why the hell should you do it? (laughs) Do you need to be an industry leader already to even put one together? So many things. We had a a terrific conversation. And uh, full transparency, Ariel and DreamPro are actually helping Wingnut Social put together our Instagram for Interior Designers course, which is definitely launching in January. Right, Ariel? I'm going to come after you. (laughs) i <laughs> no, just kidding. So that's our housekeeping, right? So head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out Wingnut Academy. Put yourself on that notification list for when that bad boy launches. It is a, an incredibly robust course on Instagram for interior designers. It is niched. It's focused for interior designers, because let me tell you something, you guys are a whole different animal when it comes to marketing, marketing your digital services. And that's exactly how I got into this business. For marketing for interior design firms, because when I tried to find someone to do it when I was running Darla Pal Interiors, ain't nobody could do it. No marketing firms, nothing can. Nobody could do it right. So there you go, marketing for insta for interior designers, Instagram for interior designers. I should say launching in January. We are so 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 stoked, (laughs) soaked. We're soaked. No, we're stoked for that to launch, and I I can't wait, can't wait to share that with you. Now let me tell you about the lady that's helping to make that happen, Ariel Schiffer. She is the founder of DreamPro, the first choice creation agency for entrepreneurs and small business owners. She has over 10 years of experience working with Fortune 50 companies, nonprofit organizations, small businesses, and private companies to develop their professional and leadership development programs. Her agency offers expertise in creating courses and programs with a mission to improve the quality of education and offerings in the online space. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, she is the real deal. She puts out a, a fantastic, fantastic product. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Ariel Schiffer to the show. Hey there, Ariel Schiffer. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's terrific to see you again. Same
2: same I'm excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am excited too. This is a show that we have never done before. We're talking about course creation, mm-hmm. intellectual, you know, digital courses to share your your thought leadership, your ideas, your processes, all the anything you can think of, right? In a digital course. And full transparency, Ariel and Dream Pro are uh, working on Wingnut Socials course, Instagram for yeah. interior designers, right? Yes. That's how we that's how we became acquainted acquainted. And I was so impressed with your systems and processes and your whole, everything that you guys do over there that I said, well, I need to get them on the show. So I really <laughs> appreciate it. So while while we know our stuff with digital marketing and social media and all that stuff, we are not course creators. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, really, really impressed. And you guys, um, it's, it's, it's a really, really well done course. I'm so excited. Can't wait to launch that in January. So thank you so much for your help with that. Yeah. I'm so
2: excited. <laughs> and it's super fun to work with people like you that know what they're talking about, have a really specific audience and and all the things. So I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but um, very exciting.
0: <laughs> all right. So let's just go, let's just start from the very beginning. Who should actually consider creating a course? What is, is there a barrier to entry? What are we looking at? I mean,
2: really simply put somebody who knows something about something. <laughs> so, but
0: um, <laughs> All right, that's it. E- that's our show. Thank you for joining. E- yeah, um, exactly. That's it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> easier said than done. Um, I think Um, it's such a loaded question because I have seen so many people enter into the digital course industry coming from so many different backgrounds, so many different walks of life, different industries, different... like. And so I don't believe in the blanket statements of you should be in business for a while or you have to have X, Y, and Z because I've really seen it all. But ultimately, what makes a phenomenal course creator and somebody who would be a great course creator is somebody who know something about a specific topic, you have your own method or process or uh, way of going about it, your your own philosophy, and you're excited to put it out into the world and help people. Um, those are kind of like really the basics of, of what you need. And I say specifically to have your own process or philosophy, et cetera, because it's no surprise that obviously there are plenty of digital courses out there. So it's not necessarily, you know, it, it's not that it's such a Oversaturated market, but in this market, you need to be able to stand out by showcasing what makes you unique. So that's really an integral part of it.
0: I love that. And that's a terrific answer. But let me ask you on the the other side of that, right? So there's some listeners out there who might be thinking, well, geez, I, I haven't been in business for that long of a time. And I understand what you're saying, but I have no audience. I, how how mm-hmm. do I even get that out in front of somebody? How, how do I have that, that proof that I am the expert in the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so like, That being said, would it be better to wait at all? Or you're just saying, no, just go for it. You have this solution to a problem with the course. You know what I'm saying? That can be be a little overwhelming. How do you get Mm -hmm. around that?
2: Well, a lot of people start their business because they already have existing education, experience in some other way. So if you have that transferable knowledge or experience, or maybe you come from the corporate world where you've been doing this for X number of years, but you're just starting your business, just because you're just starting your business doesn't mean that you're starting from zero in terms of like your knowledge and your expertise, right? So um, Perfect. it's not really about time and business, but I would say you do want to wait until you feel really confident in your ability to walk somebody through that transformation. I think that's really important because then it's like, you're actually pouring time and energy into something that really can be um, just such a great asset for your business and something that really exemplifies what you stand for your mission. Cause I mean, Darla will be the first to tell you, even though we work with people in a done for you way, like course creation is no small feat, even for our clients, because it's such a collaboration and we're getting a lot of information from our clients. So, you know, regardless of whether you're doing this yourself or with other people, there's so much work that goes into it. So you want to make sure that you're coming to the table with something that you feel really confident in your ability to talk about. I like to say, you know, imagine that uh, you get asked all of a sudden to speak at a conference and you're not allowed to bring like your notepad or prepare ahead of time. Like what could you talk about for like an hour nonstop and really help people with? And that's probably a good indication of something that you could probably create a course on. It's not, not a proven thing, but <laughs> I think it's pretty close.
0: I like that. That's a good litmus test. So I would either yeah. talk about marketing, digital marketing, or Star Wars.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Exactly.
0: <laughs> can I do a digital course on Star Wars?
2: I think you can literally do a course on anything. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, I'm sure there already is a course out there on Star Wars, but you can probably like... <laughs> You can probably do something fun. But like I don't know. Maybe let Star Wars, like, inspire some sort of, like, Instagram-themed thing. I don't know. You can make a framework around it. Like, yeah.
0: I kid, I kid, I kid but I legit low-key got really excited. Um, okay. So let's talk about the potential of building an online course. If you have a business, mm-hmm. you're an interior designer, you're an architect out there, you're a service-based business. more. Most likely, right you're out there, you're meeting clients, you're doing physical things you're handling project managements you're you're wearing a lot of hats. a course, a digital online course can be a really terrific way in um diversifying your income
1: mm-hmm. right
0: It can just be a, another like hedge against economy or income, making sure that there's something consistent going on there talk talk to me a little bit about the potential of an online course,
2: yeah, I mean we're in the age of information, right? So a lot of people say like, what's the point of creating a course? You can find information online all day long. And it's definitely true, right? You can Google anything. You can find all the answers to everything. Um, But the reason why people buy courses is because they're looking for a curated experience because sure... For myself, for instance, I can definitely go online and Google like, how do I create my own Instagram strategy and this and that? But I would spend so much time and trial and error going through all the information to really be able to know what works for me, what doesn't, how to actually assess what's working, all the things, right? So it's, you know, it's overwhelming. So for me, I would much rather pay for a curated experience to walk me through A to Z. So that way it's a cost-effective way. I'm cutting through all the all the BS. I am able to get my answer quicker and I'm able to learn from somebody who hopefully knows their stuff, somebody that I potentially look up to in that area or somebody that has that credibility or that, um, I guess you can say that, just that expertise of doing that. And What's interesting is we're also in a day and age and you think about um, right now, everything that's going on in our economy and like the world has changed drastically in the past few years, the way that people are learning, the way that people are growing their skills, the way that they're getting jobs is changing radically. And so if you think about the fact that college tuition is down, right? Or not tuition, (laughs) college tuition is up. College (laughs) enrollment is down, right? Admissions, right? what? Yeah, no, (laughs) that's definitely not the case. But, um, you know, like enrollments are down, right? Because people are also realizing, oh, wait, I don't have to necessarily. Go to college just to get a great career. If, as long as I learn the skills and I learn it from somebody who knows what they're talking about, great, right? So, traditional education is also morphing. I think it'll morph a little bit slower than, you know, it'll morph probably faster than we realize, but you know, it's, it's a slow moving beast. It's like a very traditional part of our education system, but people are working differently. They're learning differently. And so as a service provider, if you're providing somebody a service, it's based on your expertise and knowledge. And chances are somebody else wants that knowledge so they can apply it themselves. So that's really the purpose behind a digital course. And it's, such a great time to do that because there is so much opportunity and because people are looking for just new ways of being able to spend their time, make money, learn, etc.
0: Yeah, that's a a brilliant layered answer. I I appreciate that. And I'm sure that you're familiar and you've seen probably even taken, I, you know, I'm not sure what led you up to being a course builder. I'll ask you that uh, later. Some pretty (laughs) courses, (laughs) right? Some people that put together some pretty Courses that have done it themselves, or they, they mm-hmm. wanted to skip the middle, or having someone who can arrange it and lay it out, and and do it in such a way that like you do at Dream Pro to put that intellectual property together to make it in a very palatable um, way to digest it. Right. So what what makes a really good course? I get the mm. curating it, putting it all in one space, saving the yeah. time, having the the payoffs that make it get you the RI, the money well spent. But what differentiates a really good course from the courses that we've all seen. We we kind of have like, um, some of us in the industry professionals, we have a little bit of course fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. So what what separates a course from a really good course?
2: You know, well, first of all, my, you know, business sort of spiraled from me purchasing a really bad course. So I have about, and we'll talk about my background later, but I do have about a decade of experience in instructional design that I brought to the table. But I realized the uh, how awful some products are in the industry based on my own purchase. So um I bought that course and I'll tell you what made it a bad experience. And then I'll show you kind of what makes it a good course, if you will. So it was a bad experience because she did a phenomenal job selling the course. And I just felt ultimately really let down once I was inside. So Uh. I'm sure people have felt that before where like the sales page, the marketing, they're showing up on social media on Instagram and it like sucks you and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't live without this. I need it. And then you get inside and you're like, okay, all the hype completely gone. Like, what is going on? And it was just a, I think it was like 12 or 15 videos of her just talking straight at the camera for an hour each. There was no sort of any, no graphical like elements to it aside from a really messy background. And she looked like she just (laughs) rolled out of bed. It was just, it was, it was so hard for me to number one, not be distracted to, Mm. two pay attention. And three, I didn't get anything really that I was looking for. It just felt like she was blabbing on and on. And so that was my aha moment of like, oh gosh, people need (laughs) my expertise And what makes a good course is not necessarily, you know, obviously we create great courses and we have a whole system to do it and, you know, professionals that are working on it. But even as a DIYer, you can still make a phenomenal course because it's not about having, you know, all the bells and whistles or having this like YouTube worthy video editing or anything like that. Like it's, it's really not about that. It's about number one is like having a very clear, this is what you're going to get out of this experience. If you can provide somebody the like minimal expectation of just getting them the results, then you are you are golden, right? So at least let them look at the sales page and then get exactly what's there. That's like minimum requirement. Um, the next thing is to design your course based on, you know, a great course is a course that's designed based on the people who are taking it. So if you're trying to appeal to, let's say busy moms or something like that. But you develop your course in a way where it's like really hard to get access. They can only view it on a laptop. The videos are 75 minutes long. Like what busy mom is actually going to be like, oh, wow, this is great for my life. Right? (laughs) Because If you think about it, learning, you're automatically putting somebody in a very uncomfortable position because they're learning something new. They're trying something new. They're stepping outside of their comfort zone. So to make it easier for them, make it something that really relates to their lifestyle, something that can be a part of it, something that really integrates with them. And when you create an experience that just feels like, oh, I'm in the right place at the right time. She's talking to me. This works for me. They're going to get so much more out of that experience because there's such a greater, deeper level of connection. So it's It's half of, I I call it like, I actually realized this the other day. I was like, oh my gosh. So like the professional side of things is important, right? So that means the content, giving them a framework, having them be able to take action on things, right? That's the pro side. But you also need the dream side, right? Dream pro, get it? (laughs) So the dream (laughs) side is really like, you need to be able to inspire them. You need to be able to show them what's possible. You need to um, be able to provide them support and and recognize the times where you know that it's going to be difficult or challenges are going to come up or they're going to struggle on things because it's always gonna happen, right? So a good course takes into account the person that's there. It inspires them, it provides them what they need to get that full transformation. And I'm gonna stop there because I could probably go off for another like two hours on this. I love but it. I think that that covers it for now.
0: <laughs> you know, that that's your your origin story is how I got started in marketing. I had a horrible experience uh, as an interior designer with marketing for interior design. Mm. And that's I saw the same opportunity. I said, this is there's a need for someone who knows how to do this and do this well, yeah, uh, right. So I I love that you saw that and you 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 took that you took that moment. Okay, so all right, that's another brilliant answer and a selfless answer, right? So there is a there's a path, a DIY path to do it and do it well, as but um as long as you set up those expectations, here is what you're going to get, not just a talking head of me for seventy five yep. minutes. Gosh, I I would I think I'd slip my wrist if I bu- if I bought that course and got that. <laughs> uh, but what I love about what Dream Pro does, having seeing our intellectual property put, you know, along your framework and your outline and the way you do it so well is it's visually broken up. It's very entertaining. It's easy to follow. It's easy to digest. I, I love it. You're just so well done. I can't, I could go on and on and on, but Thank let's you. talk about the noise, right? We talked yeah. about, there's so many courses. Mm-hmm. There is so much noise in the marketplace with buy this course, buy this course. When it comes to marketing your course or conveying, to the ultimate purchaser of that course, the student of that course, that yours is the real deal or conveying that value. What, what do we look at? How do we break above that noise? Number one
2: definitely is the def- differentiator.
0: So like
2: I said before, as specific as possible as you can get in who your course helps and what you're helping them do, just like your course is is perfect, right? Because there's, there's, I don't even think there are really any courses that do exactly what yours does, right? For this specific group of people. So that already, like if somebody is able to go to a generalist or specialist, they're always going to choose a specialist, right? (laughs) And so I would much rather buy something for somebody, like for something that was made specifically for me versus, oh, here's the most general thing. So I would say, honestly, unless you have a massive um, audience or massive amount of credibility, I would get as niche as possible in your digital offerings because that's going to help you to market yourself even more. Just being able to say, this is the only one on the market that does this, right? Like that's just automatic leg up. Right. Another thing aside from that is, you know, people are not like, think about and, and listen to the noise. Right. So like, what are people like sick of what are people, um, tired of? What do people are, what are they begging for? (laughs) What are, what are people confused about? What are people constantly asking about? Like, As much as we don't like to be in the noise, listen to it because that's going to cue you into, like, ah, this is what people are craving. This is what's kind of trending right now. This is like the biggest issue that I can help, you know, my learners overcome. So just being really relevant is also important. It's not about looking at what the next course creator is doing because who says what they're doing is the best thing ever, right? So, like, stay in your lane, but listen to the noise because it'll actually cue you in a lot to what people are looking for, potentially how you can market to them. Sometimes it's not. Even about changing what you're doing, sometimes it's about marketing it. <laughs> so, like, um, even looking at like our services right now, we have um we have a hybrid offer, and we're actually gonna be completely revamping how we market and message it to be more of a uh like high-touch group program. And in terms of deliverables, some of the things are changing, but ultimately it's almost like the same thing. Um, but it's all about the messaging and the marketing, right? Because we're seeing what direction. You know things are headed in what people react to, and so we're going to move our product in that direction too. Cool. So um, I would say, yeah, keep an ear out. Look at what people are doing, or your ideal clients, right? Not necessarily just like what everybody else in your um, field of expertise is doing, but you want to see how um, how you can make your ideal clients feel really connected to what your course is, because if they feel that connection, that's going to be one of the easiest way to um, to have them, you know, enroll and be interested in your program.
0: If you've been listening to the show for a while, then you are probably aware that Wingnut Social is a digital marketing agency for the interior design industry. We do full service social media marketing, search engine optimization, and all of that good stuff, and we do a damn good job, if I do say so myself. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to Ann Gilliard of Grow Playrooms.
1: I would. So, highly recommend Wingnut, and here are several reasons why, and not to mention just the followers that we gained, which by the way was like 3,000 to 37,000 in a matter of months. Um, But they are responsive to every tiny little question that I have. They are so knowledgeable about everything that I might need knowledge about. And they've also taken away the fact that I need to know anything about it, which is probably the best part. Um, And, you know, they have taken over different aspects of Instagram for us from commenting, commenting to doing the DMs. And it's just decreased the amount of time that I've needed to be involved. And I know that it's in really good hands. Um, they also got our voice super fast. Um, so all in all, like just, uh, treats to work with. And, um, I would do it a thousand times over.
0: Thank you so much, Anne. We have loved working with you and grow playrooms and everything that you're doing over there has been amazing. And we appreciate you so much. So if you're interested in finding out more about our services here at Wingnut Social, give us a call at 786-206-4331 or hit that website up, wingnutsocial.com and click that little let's chat button and let's see how we can work together to take your business from meh to amazing. One of the things that we did that I was really impressed with you guys Dream Pro was we did market research before we mm-hmm. even started going in and and setting up the, the layout and all of that stuff. So, let's talk if you are a DIY person out there, let's talk about yeah. that. Market research, how important that is and how how can they go about it?
2: Yeah. Market research is one of I would say actually if you're DIYing it, it's almost like 10 times more important because yeah. um you it market research allows for you to move past all the things that you wish that you knew later on, right? Like get the information in the upfront. Um, I am always, I do market research for every single offer, every single digital product that we create. And it's just a great way for us to... Really understand what people want, what they're craving, what they're currently struggling with, what they can use help with, what they would pay for something. Um, but I'm always surprised by the answers. And so a lot of people will say like, "Oh, what if I don't have an existing audience to like put out a survey or put polls and like people aren't responding?" That's fine. But if you have a business, you likely Have to talk to people, right? And I know it's something that people (laughs) damn it desperately avoid, and I get it because I'm from New York City. So like anytime I I can avoid a conversation, I do. But um, market research is actually incredibly important. And so if you don't have the audience to do some large scale survey, set up time with people, incentivize them for giving you your time, but use the most out of it and make connections. Like business is all about relationships, and just because you have a digital course doesn't mean that you get to bypass, you know, making relationships, having conversations, marketing, like, it's not like you just all of a sudden have a course and like, poof, like money just falls from the sky and, you know, people buy left <laughs> and right. Like you still, it, you have a product and you need to sell it. You know what I mean? It's it's just like if you had a an actual brick and mortar, you know, it's just that yours is digital. So you still need to make those relationships and get that information and feedback. And we also do competitor analysis. So yeah. it's not about seeing, you know, what are other people doing and how can i rip them off it's actually not that at all it's like okay what are other people doing what are they selling it for what are what are the results or the testimonials what um what's included what's a gap maybe what are the things that they're not doing that i know i can provide to the table like it's just good information for you to also kind of check all the boxes and make sure that you have everything you need for your project so um, look out and, you know, beyond your, your internal network and also see what else is out there and how can I make mine more different? How can I make mine more special? How can I make mine, um, you know, more specific to the people that I'm trying to help?
0: I love it. What, what's your positioning? What's your differentiator? You know, how can you stand out uh, in that noise? And yeah. thank you so much for saying that you don't think there's anyone else that, that's doing this for this niche, because I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> there isn't. And isn't. Yeah. Let's say there were, let's say there were five other people. Mm-hmm. Our differentiator would be, I was an interior designer, right? Mm-hmm. Turned marketer. So that's a different, that's a, pos- a positioning there. Yeah. And um, we, we're just, ours is the best.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there it is. And I would say too, honestly, even for people that um, it's almost, I don't want to say easier for people who have services to create a course, but because you're offering services, that's already a layer of credibility of like, I'm doing this for other people. So I, I also, you know, kind of immediately give you credit, like you already have credibility because it's like, oh, if you're helping all of these business owners do this, like, of course, you know something, right? So aside from her own personal experience, so service providers, like, share and boast your services because even though that's not necessarily what your course is, it is definitely um it, it's such an example of of who you are and your expertise.
0: Okay. So we've done our market research. We've asked mm-hmm. our questions. We saw the the problems that people are dying to get the answers for that we're going to base our course around. How do we determine pricing? I think mm-hmm. that's the I think that's one of the biggest issues, right? Just oh my God, how much I'm going to price this? If I launched it at a certain price? You know, you can't go down, you can always or is it you can't go up, you can always go down um how do we determine that? What is the formula or math that goes into that? I wish it was so simple <laughs> <Damn it.
2: laughs> what i what I t- honestly you know it's really fascinating. So we work with people on their course projects, and obviously some projects are smaller than others, others are bigger, whatever the scope is different, but mm-hmm. we have created courses that have been inside nineteen dollar a month memberships, and we've created courses that were thirty thousand dollars. And I'm going to say something right now, aside from actually, they both had a of content. So it was, <laughs> but it, the pricing, like it had nothing to do with the level of care that we put into the course, right? I would actually say there was an equal amount of content that was in the course, but some things that made the pricing so drastically different was how the program was administered, how it was positioned, who was selling it um, what other things were on the market, right? So for the $19 a month membership, it was for actually like brand new moms. It's a a breastfeeding membership. And so, um, You know, this was, you know, the strategy behind this was to be able to appeal to the masses, provide a lot of really great information in a curated spot for everybody and make it like very accessible. Whereas the $30,000 program definitely had a complete opposite approach in terms of like who they were hitting to, right? So this was actually a copywriting program and it was for advanced copywriters and it included a lot of one-on-one support and it included some other things as well outside of just the curriculum. So it's not just a cut and dry, this is how you should do it. But what I find to be most successful, and this sounds very woo-woo, but it's the people who own their price are charge their price and they get paid yeah. that price. You know what I yeah. mean? There's always going to be somebody on the market who's cheaper. There's always gonna be somebody who's more expensive. But as business owners, we also need to be privy to the fact that how we price things also influences how people respond to it, how they look at it, right? So if you're trying to, you know, make your course premium, but you're selling it for $19. Uh, nobody's going to look at a $19 course and think, Oh, that's a premium experience. It's going to give me everything I want. You're going to be like, it's $19. What is there? Like half a video in here. Right. So (laughs) like, you also need to make sure that your pricing aligns with how people perceive your business, how they, how you want them to perceive the value. Um, and, and your network is going to be different one to the next. Like I'm actually in a membership right now where I get access to this girl, like any courses and programs that she has for a whole year. And she is just a completely different business owner mindset person than I'm used to. And that's also why I like challenged myself to join this because I, I just like putting myself in uncomfortable situations. (laughs) And it's just funny because, (laughs) because like one of her courses was, I think like $4,000. And to be honest, I was like, wow, I would never buy that out of pocket for $4,000, but I get why other people are. And (laughs) it's just, it's just so interesting because it's like, her brand, her business is the one that really kind of set the tone for what you're going to get for that price, right? So you get to do that for your business too. Um, And so market research is great and doing your competitor analysis and all the things, but look at how you price and how you position your business as a whole. And that'll also help you with your pricing too.
0: Yeah. And I know for us, we did uh, the market research and we kind of saw where that sweet spot was. I honestly think it's a little underpriced <laughs> yeah. for the value that's in it, but I think that it's a really, I think it's, it's, it's really. Um... I think it's a good price. So I think a lot of people are going to be yeah. happy with the the takeaways from the course for the price. So yeah. It's not $30,000. Yeah. And you can change your
2: price whenever <laughs> you want. Like I had um, our signature course, I think when I first sold it, it was like $297 or $397. And now mm-hmm. that course alone is $1497. And yeah. I didn't add a ton of new videos. I've upgraded the content since, but also because our expertise and the way that we work with people and the resources that we provided have been upgraded. We upgraded the price too. Why not? So um, you can always raise your prices and and play with it. Like you can do whatever you
0: want. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I love, I love that. So let's talk about supporting your course. There's a lot of ways you can do that. Some people just put the course out in the ether, bada bing, bada boom. Here you go. Best of luck to you. (laughs) Some Mm -hmm. people have a Facebook group behind it with, you know, you can ask questions and answers behind it. What does that look like and what do you recommend?
2: Yeah. Um there's some people that there's a there's a school of thought of like you need to have some level of support in your biz- or in your courses and blah, blah blah. And I hate blanket statements like that because I don't think they're necessarily always true and to be honest like unless you really set something up with intentionality like who says that that's actually going to benefit them anyways just because it exists. So, you know, I think it's important to look at what purpose you're trying to serve with this course. Um But I always say, too, even with the people who are creating brand new courses, so for instance, with you, we're creating a brand new course, right? Um, I will be the first person to tell you during offboarding, hey, you might have decided to run your program this way. And guess what? You might realize that you want to run it this way or you want to change things, and that is okay. You know, courses are not, um, it's not like you create it and you set it and forget it and goodbye, right? Um, Even if they are completely self-led courses, you have a responsibility to maintain your courses, update them. And I think as a good educator is also to look at the way that you're running them and say, is this actually effective or not? Um, and so, for instance, with uh, our course completely self-led, um, it's going to stay completely self led because people have gotten results from it. And it's great for those people who are self-driven, but we're going to have other options just in case people want more support, right? I don't have to do that. I have no obligation to do that, but we want to do that. And we have the capacity to. Anytime you add a layer of community, coaching calls, all those things, um, sometimes content reviews, like that is added work for you. I think a lot of people yeah. at a glance think like, oh, this is so easy. I could totally do this. And then, you know, typical entrepreneur. And then like, and then when you're in there, you're like, <laughs> what did I sign up for, right? So also yeah. like make sure that uh, you're also committing to something that you can keep up with because it's very easy to add support. It's it's very not easy sometimes to take away support yeah. um, unless it's substantiated, right? So I think like start small, Smart start with a basic vision and then start to grow, get feedback from people in your course, see what would be helpful, not, and be open to changing because there really is no blanket statement of like this would be better for you know these types of people. It just really depends. It depends on the level of content it uh, you know is this a beginner course is this something more advanced it depends on you know what your ideal client is typically used to or what they would find helpful so um I think keeping your ear to the ground and just really being in tune with with how to help people and and also understanding okay if you have a self-led course and people are not completing it why is it the content mm-hmm. it because a lot of people say like oh we'll just add calls like like calls are just like the magic pill to like making everything better and it's not like what if your content is actually just really outdated and they're getting stuck and they're like, well, if this is outdated, I'm not going to take the rest of this course, right? What if it's because you're really not clear about something and so they feel like there's a block and they can't continue? So um, don't always assume as well that like adding you is going to make their lives better because ego check,
0: sometimes it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's a follow-up. You did mention about the course being outdated. How important is it to go in and update the course regularly and how long can you do that before... You have to say, you know what? I think it's time just to do a whole new course on this subject.
2: Yeah, i I recommend that people look at it at a basic level every six months, but okay. it could be more frequently depending on your like content. So, for instance, something on Instagram, you don't own <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Instagram is pretty. I frequently. wish I did. So, yes, <laughs> you would. You're probably going to be updating your course a little bit more than somebody who's doing a course on Definitely. leadership coaching, right? You know, it's yeah. just the. The content's going to shift. Shift. So, um, as a course creator, I think it's you know first, what are you promising people? So, if you're promising somebody lifetime access, but you're giving them lifetime access to something that never gets updated, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so, like, also think about like realistically, what can you do? Um, I think when it comes to courses, I look at them in two ways. Sometimes it's a little band aid fix, right? So maybe something got updated uh, with a system or Instagram or whatever, right? Maybe even just sending a communication to people who have your course and saying, hey, these changes have been made. This is what you need to know. And in the next coming months, we're going to make an update to our program. That's like a great way to just, yeah, Mm -hmm. to let them know, hey, we're keeping our pulse on things. And we want to let you know that we're also not going to be able to like completely change this course overnight, but it's coming. Um, And then there's those, you know... More of those I guess, like surgery fixes where you're swapping out lessons and you're um you know maybe updating resources, that type of thing. I think every six months is just a good sort of like check on on doing that, and then I recommend for revamps every like one to two years, maybe three years, just depending on the lifespan of your content. um I will say that we as content creators develop ourselves mentally probably quicker than you realize, and so when you look at your courses every year, you're going to be like, wow, I don't teach it like that anymore. You're going to be like, wow, my perspective has changed on that a lot. And so it's a good thing, right? Like the more you grow, honestly, the more your courses need to be updated. Sure. Um, but that's just something to keep in mind too, because as you develop yourself, you're going to also want to make sure that people are um, coming with you on that journey.
0: I love that. And just for information, the the Wingnut Social Instagram course is going to be a lifetime membership, and we are going to update it every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Instagram is always changing. It's going to, it's going to it be is. a little bit to stay on top of, but it's going to be well worth it. Um, yeah. Okay, so before we get into the fire round, one last question: um, mm-hmm. What are some common mistakes that you're seeing uh, creators make when it comes to creating their online courses? So, I think number one is
2: like keeping themselves in the center of the project instead of their learners. So your course is not about you. (laughs) And even if you're a mentor and you're speaking from your own personal experience, this is about them. So I think number one would be to, you know, stop trying to put all of your expertise into one course. It's not about you literally transferring your brain to them. It's about getting them whatever result you're promising. So that means sometimes taking a step back, removing things from your course that don't need to be there or adding things as well. Sometimes I think people are afraid to like, put their all into a project because they're like, oh, um, I don't want to give away all of my secrets or like some crazy stuff like that. It's like, give everybody, (laughs) give it, give everything away. So as long as it's in scope, give Mm -hmm. it away. You know what I mean? Like tell, like don't withhold information to hope that somebody works with you further. I just think that's a really strategy. Um, Give them everything they need if that's what you're promising them. Exactly. I will say, I yeah. Um, another mistake I see is that um, I think people are a little bit overzealous and don't realize how much work goes into a course. So, like, <laughs> it is really funny when people like book a call yeah. with us and they're like, it's November, and they'll be like, we want our course in December. And I'm like, we can't even kick <laughs> off until January, dude. Like, what are you doing here? But like, the courses take more than a minute, like, even like, especially yeah. when you work with us because we go through so many different rounds of doing things. But um, it takes more than a couple of minutes to create something that you want to last in your business for, for more than a couple of minutes. So I, I will
0: say from personal yeah. experience, um, it is a ton of work, even working yeah. with professionals such as yourselves to do yeah. it right and to do it well, and to have a product, mm-hmm. you're going to be proud of it at the end. It's, it's a huge undertaking.
2: Yeah. Huge, Cause you're huge, taking huge. everything out of your brain. You're Putting it somewhere, you're reviewing everything that we're doing. (laughs) Like there's, there's so (laughs) many decisions to be made. And it's such a lengthy process too, because we're not creating courses that are just like, Oh, if you want something on Instagram, we'll just whip up something on some random strategy. And no, this is like all of your IP. And that's what your course should be, right? Is like your intellectual property. And so that takes time and, and a lot of mental energy. Um, and especially if you're not working with, you know, an agency, especially if you maybe aren't following a course that teaches you how to do this. um, You might run into, you might think at first like, oh, this will be easy. But once you get in the weeds of stuff, you'll realize like there's a lot of moving pieces. And um, it's not to uh, deter anybody from doing it because we have a course because we truly believe and have seen people DIY their courses. It's it's not that you can't, but there Mm -hmm. are a lot of parts to it. So I also say to like entrepreneur to entrepreneur, like don't, put these unrealistic timeframes on yourself. Cause we all do it where we get so excited and we're like, well, this needs to be launched tomorrow because everybody's <laughs> going to die if it's not out there. And like, the truth is like, that's really not going to happen. Like right. just have some patience, but also if you're going to spend all this time creating something, like create something you're proud of, because you want to make sure that this has the longest lifespan possible, that it's easy to update, that it's, you know, like you want it to be a staple in your business. If you're going to spend so much time on it, um, depending
0: on how big it is. So you know what? I'm guilty of that. I am guilty of that. I, I started announcing the course, I think I want to say in April mm-hmm. <laughs> of this year thinking, oh, you know, we have it all together. We have all the intellectual property. We have it. This is such a – but then uh, when I realized how much more it was going to take after hiring you to, to get the structure and to get it all in a way that can be digested, mm-hmm. um, I think we had talked about, oh, let's launch it in November or October, November, and you guys should, like, giggle, giggle. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's January, right? It's, it is January, right? (laughs) Because I have, I am. am, Okay. Yeah. It it is almost done. We're just, we're finishing up our recording and everything as we speak. I cannot wait. So January guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you think about it, like, a website takes a couple of months to develop in terms of copy and all Easy. the things, right? Yeah. And that's and that's something that honestly doesn't even require a lot of your intellectual property aside from just like the basic information that you give to your copywriter. This is something where it's like you're literally walking people through how to transform their lives in some way. It's going to take you a few minutes to do that, especially <laughs> when you know layering in the tech and the you know yeah. actionable items of it, not just all the things. So. Um, yeah give yourself more time than you need, but, um, or I would say give yourself enough time. Don't delay yourself too much. Cause we also work with a lot of people that are like, I've been sitting on this idea for 20 years. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> let's get it out of your brain. But, um, but yeah, like move swiftly, but, don't pressure yourself into spending all this time creating something and then ultimately thinking to yourself wow i can't wait to redo it because <laughs> that that sucks
0: <laughs> yeah no 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 it, it is definitely think however long you think it's going to take double that at least <laughs> maybe triple that in my case just yes. so many moving parts thank you so much for all these tips is there anything that i've forgotten to ask you on the subject before we get into the fire room um i don't think so i think we're all right, good. good i'm so <laughs> i'm so good all right Ariel Schiffer now I have to ask you are you ready for the what up wing round
2: probably not but let's go
0: what would the hashtag on your tombstone be Um, hashtag another cup of coffee please (laughs) (laughs) you're stuck on a deserted island but you can have your one favorite food for life what is it Ben and Jerry's ice cream love it this I stole from Paul Cadillac if you could describe your business with one word what would that word be
2: I mean it sounds very cliche but I would say dreamy it's a very dreamy place to be.
0: Last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. Built
2: to sell by John Warlow. It so is good. a phenomenal book, and it helped me just look at my agency and services in a completely different light. So. Definitely recommend.
0: I <laughs> uh, that is such an amazing book. I have it on audiobook. I have it on book. Book. That mm-hmm. is such a well written book. You know what I love the most about that book is the way he tells the story. Yeah, like, through a fictional character. It's so engaging yeah. and it makes it less dry, less boring. It's such oh a yeah. Good book.
2: I finished it in like two and a half days. Like it and it was incredibly impactful. And there's like implementation guides throughout, so it's very actionable. But it also brings in storytelling. So
0: it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's real. It's you could listen to it over and over and over again. Thank you so much, Ariel Schiffer. Thank you so much for joining us. Please tell the wingnuts where they can go to find out more about you and Dream Pro, and we will call it a day. Yeah. Um, you can find us on
2: Instagram. Our hashtag, or our, hashtag. our <laughs> handle is dreamprocourses. Um, our website is dreamprocourses.com. And I have my own podcast. I'm excited. I'm going to be bringing it back next year, the Dreamers Lounge Podcast. So if you want to listen to me talk for hours and hours, you can head there too.
0: <laughs> I could. You're such an amazing guest. That sounds exciting. I'm going to go tune in. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No, thank you. And I am I can't wait for the course to launch. Thank you so much for your help with that. Yeah. Well, there you have it, ladies and germs. Let me tell you something. Um, Putting a digital course together is no joke. It is. It's like having a baby, (laughs) but perhaps. uh more painful. I don't know. I've never had a kid. <clears throat> so forgive me. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Don't get offended. <laughs> moms, moms out there, but it's, a, it's a lot of work. When we first started putting together Instagram for interior designers, you know, we had all the intellectual property, the lessons, the modules working with Thinkific, but there was just something missing. There was that, that, um, quoi, that, you know, that learning, um, engagement, involvement to uh, the entertainment, the flow of it. And that is something that dream pro and Ariel has helped us with a lot. It's more easily digestible. It's more fun to go through. I think it's the, the information is retained better. And it's just more fun. It's a more fun course because while we really know our stuff for digital marketing, we do not put together courses. That's not our thing. And you know me, I'm always like delegate outside of your scope of genius. You know, we're not course builders, dream pro course builders. Pretty much a (laughs) no-brainer. So there you go. Thank you so much, Dream Pro, for helping us with that. Should you start an online course? I don't know. Reach out. Reach out to your fan base. See what problems that you can solve that they have. It can be a small course. It can be a big course. Ours is a pretty big course. It just kind of grew because there's so much with Instagram. But you can have a you can have little small course. You can have maybe you want to do the 19.99 monthly kind of thing. There's just so many different ways to go go with that. And I do hope that you found this episode helpful in that regard. Remember, you can head on over to wingnutsocial.com slash podcast, check out this episode, any of our backlog of episodes. If you are not following us on YouTube, if you're not subscribed to our Designed by Wingnut Social channel, then you're dead to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you can see myself and my guests in full regalia all kinds of cool stuff going on over there at the YouTube channel. And sometimes it's fun to see there's some visual stuff that doesn't quite translate to the podcast sometimes. So go over there, run, don't walk, tell your friends what the hell, tell your enemies. That's designed by wingnut social on YouTube. And that's it for this Wednesday's interview episode. Remember until next time to get out there, get uncomfortable and be great. I love it. In full transparency, Yeah, uh, English, my first language, first blooper. Where the f*** was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> Creating an online course, digital course, for your intellectual property, whatever the goods are that are in that. <sniffs> hey there, and welcome to Design by Wingnut Social. <laughs> that is the name. But um, it's a really, it's a kind of a different way eh, to shoot your dogs. <laughs> Just kidding. But you can go over there, you can see our guest in their full... Uh, I hate that. (laughs) Good boy, Mango.